What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. Arrested awaits. I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. And today we're back without Sebastian. Unfortunately, he's got some. He needs to go on vocal rest at the moment. Unfortunately, here, uh, I guess he's been like doing some more like you know singing stuff, and like it's gotten a little rough, I guess, lately based on what he told us in the group chat the other day. So like he's taken uh, just a couple days to go on vocal rest, but the show goes on anyway. And uh, he he ain't missing much. He ain't missing much again this week. So w w on that part. Yeah, that that's a fat dub for Sebastian. Yeah. But, Sebastian, uh, if you're watching this, good for you. Good, good for good for you. Good for you. Uh, but nevertheless, we still got some tunes for the people like you to talk about. Some good still, most mediocre, but some good. And uh, we're gonna kick things off actually with uh, one of my favorites of the week, Kaizo Slumber. How are we feeling today? Yes, Kaizo is back already within a year after releasing the Kaizo Manifesto, which was a top 20 album of the year for me. Uh, and I think it actually made number 20. No, it was like 19 or 18 in the ranking. Yeah, I was going to say, it's. I think it still was on your list. It, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. I really fucking love that album. Like, that was one of the best, like electronic like, jungle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We'll call, for the sake of the argument, we'll just call this hardcore electronic. Okay? Okay, great. I'm, I'm in agreement. There you go. You know, uh, just in... You know what? This album is no exception. It is literally... Uh, well, mm, there's a little bit of difference on this one. So, like, you know, you still got your heavy bass moments. You still got your really cool retro game soundtrack type thing going on here, you know, where it sounds like you're playing some old school N64 or PS1 game. Really cool when he, like, sprinkles that in there around the album still. Um, and I think even on this one, there's a little bit more on the uh, vocal end from Kaizo, if I'm not mistaken, which added some, you know, added some more diversity to the album. And I guess you could say now his disguise considering that like i believe this is his only his second studio album under the name kaizo slumber because uh last year uh i think it was last year yeah, yeah it had to be uh when i was able to like uh have that little interview with him he was saying that like you know he had uh uh, a previous side project, I believe. I forget what the name was at the time, but then, like, he changed to Kaizo Slumber, then, you know, the rest is history kind of thing, you know? But I forgot you did an interview. I did, him. yeah. Like, that was the only one we could do last year, but, like, it, it was pretty cool because, like, considering that, like, where is he from again? I believe, I know he's in, like, an African country. Uh, Libya. Yeah, he's from Libya. So, like, it was really cool to have, like, that opportunity with somebody, like, you know, that far off you know across the world yeah. i'm like hell yeah like let's fucking go so that was really cool that that happened yeah we should we should get him back on if we can to we talk about should. this one. we should because he's he, yeah honestly actually yes because there was so much fucking detail that like like lore that went behind the last album and i almost thought he was fucking with me but like he just kept going and going and go. I'm like, either this is like the biggest, longest running gag of all time, or like this, post, or, like. or this man is a genius. <laughs> and I think either way, he's a genius. But yeah. <laughs> no, nevertheless, yeah. With this new album, it's still like really enjoyable. I think Kaizo Manifesto is definitely like still like way better in terms of just like intensity i would say for me personally um like i said like the i think i feel like the bass booming was just really what got me more on that album but even this one this kind of like how this i felt like had more like punk flair to it i guess you know and like the other issue was that like um 
some of these songs ran a lot shorter, I recall, than the other album. But, like, also, this is only, like, a 25-minute, 17-song album. Um, but still, there's some cool moments. Like, Proto Fantasy was awesome. I believe it was uh, Gengar Ecstasy. Uh, shout out Sebastian Gengar. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Ruben's Waltz, I believe, was another good one. Everything just kind of, like, ran, like, perfectly, like, from one song to the next. Really good transitions and, like... Some moments you like you didn't know when when song began and when one ended kind of thing, but even then, still a really enjoyable album, especially if you like the style of electronic music. Kaizo has done it again. I give this a seven and a half out of ten, second favorite of the week, and yeah, hopefully we can get it back on because yeah, I would like to know now what goes behind this album if there is a whole big central theme to it all, but maybe we shall see. Uh, but Trent, take it away next. Yeah, I I gave it a music corner seven. Uh, you know, after last year when I didn't know who Kaizo was, uh, and we listened to Kaizo Manifesto, I don't. I think I gave it a bad score because I just didn't understand what the fuck it was. Yeah, that was actually all our uh, introductions to Kaizo because, like, like I said, that was his debut, and like yeah, I, his I debut. never even heard of him. I only found out about him because, like, when I went online on the, uh, I think it was either Rate Your Music or one of those like music rating websites, whatever, and it shows like what album came out that specific day. I saw that because yeah. al- that album cover with like the Pepsi Man that looked like a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a really cool album cover i want to listen to this and like lo and behold it's actually a really fucking cool album like oh shit yeah so like that was pretty cool yeah because now i'm like man that was such a good album i mean it really really was and i'm sad that like like looking back at it i'm like i wish i could have changed my my top 25 a little bit because you know Mm. obviously you know hindsight's 2020 like now i'm looking at it like man I really fucked with this album over this album like there's a lot of albums that i don't listen to anymore that now i'm listening to the ones that i just like forgot about right but also at the same time that you're just making up for it you make it up for the you're making up i am i am like i said i gave this music corner seven great uh i did like kaizo manifesto a little bit better but this one still had its moments like nate said like proto fantasy uh gengar ecstasy and then i think what was the other kaizo blunder was the other one that i was like it's the four minute one i was like that one was cool and i think sfx habibi was like a really good way to end it just like that blend of like all these little fucking samples and it just fucking ends and i was right. like that's so cool so cool but yeah kaizo i don't know if you're listening to this but man good job good fucking job hell yeah shout out kaizo for sure all right. Well, moving along here, we've got a new album from uh, a debut album from Lauren Gray, "Guilty." Trent, take it away. Oh, debut! Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is debut. I saw it on their uh, on yeah. their Spotify. Yeah, uh, for a debut, honestly, it, it's okay. Um, it's your usual like alty pop, you know, girl singing about stuff. Uh, Trying to pull Sebastian with that one, but it didn't, it didn't come out. Girls <laughs> singing about stuff. stuff that, yeah. that is what women singers do. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy, you know? Um, yeah, I, uh, overall, I'll say I gave it a 5 out of 10 because like, I did find a little bit of enjoyment out of it um, with you know some of the, the backing instrumentals being like pretty chill. Um, that one song with uh, Nito Pina, I don't know how to... I don't speak Spanish, so... I think that song was cool. It was a nice little like change uh, towards the end of the album. Uh, but yeah, overall, it, it was pretty decent for a debut. I mean, there's always room to grow. So, 5 out of 10. 
Yeah, um, this was definitely uh, an, a, a nice little case of uh, uh, femme cell energy, I would say. Uh, Sebastian <laughs> would uh, pat me on the back for that one. <laughs> probably um, would. Um, I was trying to be nice about it. Oh, yeah. oh no, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be mean about this one because holy fucking shit is this bitch toxic. My fucking God. Oh, this, I remember what like, you said in the fucking group chat. Oh my God, yeah, specifically the song uh, Never Be Perfect was when I first noticed this. And it might have happened. Like, and like, keep in mind, this is only like song number three on the album here. But like, leading up to it, you know, you got a really slow like build up kind of thing. I don't remember if it was a piano or acoustic uh, on "Guilty," the title track. Um, but it was definitely like a really slow beginning, which I was like, oh, well, if this is gonna be the whole album. I'm gonna be like a little, uh, a little, little sleepy on that one. But it did pick up on "Predictable" a little bit, but like. Picked up in the way of uh, turning just into a very generic pop album, which would, you know, inevitably become the rest of this album. It's just very bland, generic pop, which isn't bad, per se. Like, you know, it's fine. It would have been an average score. But, like, when I got to Never Be Perfect, the lyrics were really starting to uh, kick in for me. Uh, Where we have in the chorus here, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna lie. I'm just fucked up, so don't even try. If you want to leave, then leave me behind, because I will never be perfect. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, someone check her, check herself. What the fuck? Like, just like the manipulation in that chorus of just like, you know, I'm going to fucking ruin your life and everything. But if you're going to just leave, just leave me behind. You know, I'm like, what? Excuse me? Like, that really just like threw me for a loop. And then I think at that point is like when I started to like tune in a little bit more with the lyrics and everything, you know. And I think it was on... God, I want to say it was let down, but like, I gotta see if I can find the actual lyrics for it. If 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 it wasn't for this one, I'm. I mean, this one might have been fine, but like, even then, I was just like, ugh, it, the, the the manipulation and everything too. Like, yeah, I don't want to see you get upset now. Been trying to tell you not to get your hopes up. Don't want you to be someone else. I let down. Oh, what a letdown! Just like, oh, what was me? Kind of thing. Like, I'm such a bitch. I'm so sorry. Like. <laughs> your problem why did you make an album like this i don't get it i don't understand like well no that's a lie i do understand the appeal there genuinely is an audience for this fem cell type energy but like i feel like that's so toxic like it's gonna make you know i i'm guaranteeing to you this is a very predominantly female audience that she has and that's gonna give them like a bad idea especially considering that like i believe she is both a tiktok star and uh, now a singer, you know, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't know what her content is, but I can only assume that she has a younger audience, uh, you know, within her TikTok realm and even now music. So, like, th- they might get this idea that this is okay, like, this is okay behavior. And, like, I don't know, maybe she clarified this in, like, you know, a post about it or something. Like, no, this album is just, like, me trying to grow and shit. But it's just, like, you still see, like the really ugly side of yourself and you're really letting it be known on this album while at the same time keeping it so fucking bland and generic i'm like you don't even add anything cool to it like you know like how in uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy kanye in runaway like literally like just says like you know 
I, I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. I'm not so good with females or, you know, whatever. I can't think of the line at the moment. I'm in the moment here. But, like, he's be- talking about how toxic he is. That song is fucking awesome, though, because it just is, like, such a well-progressed song in general, you know, with that little piano ding, the beat, push a T-bean on the back. Fucking awesome. Toxic as hell, but fucking awesome. This one, it's like, okay, there's nothing to show here. You are literally just, like, a being toxic and adding a little doodly-doodly on top of it without anything. Like, bitch, get out of here, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that was my huge rant on this album. I just really... I, that's the only reason I even added this to the, uh, to the week. I just really wanted to get in on this album because, my fucking God, this was horrendous lyrically. Musically, it was just bland. Overall, it's a five and a half out of ten because, like I said, while it is like just horrible lyrics, uh, the music being just very averagey kind of thing, you know, just basic generic pop, um, it kind of surprisingly saves this album from being anywhere near like a worst album of the year list for me, you know, um, because it's it's really not the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's just really fucked up lyrics that you know nobody should really take at face value here, but. I digress on that point now. So, yeah, five and a half out of ten. Lauren, hey, I can just only hope that you go up from here. This is a debut. You got more time to shine later. But just let's keep the toxicity behind us at least a little bit. Or if we're going to include it, let's at least put some really good uh, work in on the music end of it, uh, beats and instrumental-wise. Thank you, next. Yeah. I mean, now I want to know what Sebastian has to say. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him. I'm, I might have done the job for him here, but like... No, I, I, honestly, <laughs> he, might, he might just listen to the episode and send like, like the clapping emoji. In right, the yeah. <laughs> the fucking... The, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> oh my god, what an album. All right, well, moving along here, let's uh, kick things back up with a new album from Black Thoughts, and uh, was this L. Michael's Affair, I believe this is L. L. Mitchell's, L. Michael's. Michael's, we'll call him Michael's for the sake of the argument. Uh, Black Thought and L. Michael's Affair, Glorious Game. Uh, yes, this is another album here from Black Thought, who we covered last year when he collaborated with uh, Danger Mouse on Cheat Codes, which was... Easily a top fifty album of the year for uh, I would did that make yours too, Trent? Your top twenty five? It didn't make my top twenty five, but if I made like a top fifty, it probably would have been up there because I mean, it, with the amount of features on it, oh, it yeah. were just banging. There were so many good features on that one. I remember Conway, some- ASAP, MF Doom. MF Doom. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Run the jewels. Um. Yeah, like it was like yeah, a really Joey solid, Badass. It was a really solid album. I know Sebastian and I both solid. had our top fifty, and yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. It was a very fun boom bappy style of hip hop that we all know and love around here. And uh, this album is almost uh, no different, except now it's kind of got like a more like jazz rap feel to it. You know, like uh, L. Michaels kind of uh, adds his own flavor to it. I guess he's a multi instrumentalist. I've never heard of him prior. Um, but yeah, he did the drums, bass, guitar, keys, flute, sax, percussion, and vocals, like backing vocals, I guess, on this whole album. And Blackfell just fucking, he just raps over it all. I'm like, that's incredible. That is awesome. Like, I love to see that kind of shit, too. Um, especially when it's done well. And this album, I would say, is done pretty damn well. Especially the opening fucking track, Grateful. That is such a powerful opening to this album that it is a contender for me for top 10 songs in the year. It 
it is so fucking good and catchy that I was like, oh, this album's gonna slap. This might be album of the year contender, you know? I was kind of like overhyping it for myself, unfortunately, then, though, because while their album is good, don't get me wrong, like, it is actually a pretty damn good album and my favorite of the week, uh, it, it does slow down. It do, and it doesn't really pick back up that much. It definitely has more of a low-key sound to it, very much, much more chill, you know? At times, maybe even a little bit too chill. But even then, like, it is still a very fun album to listen to, especially if you're a fan of, like, that jazz rap style, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, some songs here uh, that I also enjoyed. Actually, wait. I actually might have saved the entire album. I think I did. Four, six. Would not be surprised. I think there was only two songs that I didn't say. Oh yeah, because I didn't really care to save Glorious Game Reprise because it's just it's a very short reprise. Mm -hmm. And then um, I believe it was yeah, I'm still somehow, which was just like another like pretty short track on the whole album. But even then, they didn't sound bad. It was just you know not worth putting on my playlist. Um, I want to say it was also Protocol or The Weather that uh was the only other moment that kind of like picked up a little bit more. Um, and I think that's, like, one of the songs, too, that, like, uh, had a little bit more of the sax on there as well. That's what, like, really kind of, like, kicked it up for me, you know? So I was just like, oh, hell yeah. And I guess this one, too, is, like, a really personal album uh, on the side here uh, for Black Thought. As he said, this is one of my most personal projects to date, and it stated that his goal for the album was to have every song tell a story from or about his life. So... To have something like that be, like, a whole, like, central theme, a concept for this album, that's pretty damn cool, too. Can't go wrong with anything like that, especially if it's personal. Um, but, yeah, overall, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Like I said, uh, favorite album of the week. If you like Black Thought's raps and you like, you know, the style of jazz rap in general, this album's for you. It's a fun one. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, but, yeah, Trent, take it away. Yeah, I just looked up uh, El Mitchell's Affair. Um, they are... Uh... A, a group is it Mitch is it Mitchell's wait, yeah, El wait, Mitchell's wait affair. Group? I thought it was just the, I'm pretty sure it's just the guy El Mitchell's affair is an American cinematic soul group led by musician and producer Leon Mitchell oh, that's interesting I don't know why but like whenever like you look him up on Spotify it only shows him only shows him yeah, yeah that's why I thought it was just him so that's actually really cool so oh, okay mm -hmm. so like he has like a whole that's why it says the whole band was there then too I was wondering like oh, I don't know who these other guys are but that's pretty cool so yeah there you go with that yeah they've been around since 2005 so how about that yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, this this album slapped. Uh, I gave it a seven point five, being uh, my favorite album of the week. Uh, I loved the the jazz rap. I thought it was really awesome. Uh, and you know, like Nate said, like telling the story about it, like Black Thought's life, like that's awesome. Freaking love it. Love concept albums. Big concept album guy. My favorite album of all time is concept album. Oh, my t my top two albums of all time are concept album. I just I forgot about Igor. <laughs> Um, dude igor is just oh I, I i think i think i told you like whenever i like listened to it the other day like i put it in the group chat like i i put on like the album and like igor's theme of course the first song it that part was like like i, I was yeah, tearing I up yeah. i was tearing up I'm like i'm not even like sad or crying like this is just beautiful <laughs> yeah like i have i have my fucking moments man and i honestly this one this album might be one of those that like, i come back to and i'm like I just sit there i'm like man this is good shit because, I mean, it really was good. Really well thought out. Really, really well crafted. Um, especially to get, like, a an R&B, like, soul group uh, to do it is, like, fucking awesome. And, I mean, Black Thought, I can definitely see him moving into that, you know, into that style a little bit. He probably has those roots somewhere. 
I mean, working with all the people he did last year, like in this nice boom bap album, then coming to something like this, where it's a little bit more like, you know, on paper and like, it's, it's just fucking, this is what we're going to do. It's about my life by bam, come out with this banger of a fucking album. So yeah, overall really loved it. Um, the, I think towards the end or it was like towards the middle is where I was kind of like, I don't, I won't say like in like a, a trance or like a state, but like just all the, the instruments, the saxophone and everything like together, it just like, I was just in like airplane mode. It's like, no, I didn't care a shit about anything else. It was just this album. Yeah. Just going. So no, overall, I fucking loved it. 7.5 favorite album of the week, baby. Easy. And also like, dude, it's only 31 minutes. So like, yeah, yeah it's, it's short. It's a quickie. You cannot go wrong with quickies, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't even think about that. You didn't think about it. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, moving along here, we got a new album from Jethro Toll. Uh, how, how do you say it, Trent? Uh, it is Rod Flute. There you have it. <laughs> Go ahead and start it off here. Yeah. So Rock Flute, uh, being a rock flute, um, banger. If you like prog, you know, progressive rock. Uh, and you don't know about Jethro Tull, what the fuck are you doing? Um, they have been around for a long time, and they somehow still have a little bit of magic. I'm very surprised. Because um, I didn't know about this one going into it. When Nate put it on the thing, I was like, fuck, Jethro Tull's still putting out music? Like, guy in there. Yeah, yeah, their 23rd album. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but this one is like, it's essentially like a, another story. Uh, like we just had, you know, Black Thought telling a story about his life. This one's about a, a flute. I don't know something. It's it's really hard to tell because of how like you know, the, I can't remember the the lead guy's name, but like he does the vocals and plays the flute as well. Um, and he's just like it's like whimsical. It's weirdly whimsical. Um, but yeah, it um. For it being, you know, almost 50 minutes, I think it's like 48 minutes uh, total, like, it's a really nice journey. Uh, and the flute behind everything really just carried it for me because I I, I love those, you know, like the wood and the uh, um, the woodwind and then the uh, the other instruments as well. Uh, it's just it's just fucking cool. Um, hammer on hammer, the feathered consort, uh, trickster and the mistletoe. I think everything in that middle section of the album I really fucked with. Uh, and then, yeah, I feel, like I said, if you like Prague, this is definitely an album to check out. I gave it a Music Corner 7. I never thought I would give anything other than... Um, fuck with this. What's the album called? A- uh, yeah, Aqualung. Because Aqualung is my favorite Jethro Tull album, which is like not surprising if you know Jethro Tull. I was going to say, it's not um, like the biggest album. Yeah. Is that the one with like the old uh, man on it? Yeah, yeah, it's the one with the old man. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember you you had it on your... It wasn't uh, bad. Yeah, my album a day thing. Album yeah. a day. I think yeah. I gave it like a six and a half, but like, you know, yeah. it was still like, it was just because I was like, oh, okay. But like, you know, it was, it was not bad still. Yeah, but yeah, overall, like I said, I gave it a music card seven. Uh, it's, it's proggy. Fucking love it. Hell yeah. Honestly, I'm in a very similar boat here. I thought that I would not at all like 
care or fuck with this album at all. And I thought the same fucking thing. Yeah, and even Sebastian too. I remember he said like he actually did not like this album at all and like thought it was like very boring Lord of the Rings shit. It is what it is. It, it, it is. It is. You know, it's very ger- it's very geeky. It's very nerdy. It's very Lord of the Rings esque. But it's it, you're right. Like the flute really does kind of save this album from being anything. You know, derivative. It's actually yeah. pretty like, fun. Cut, cut away the flute, and you have a basic ass rock album. The, the, <laughs> most, the most basic prog rock band from the seventies trying to make an album now. That's what it would be without the flute. And uh, worse than seventy-two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, actually, I can see that. No, but this one, I was just like, I, I just found myself really thoroughly enjoying everything I was hearing. Um, it, especially because like I was working and everything when I listened to this album. So like, songs, you know, they start to like kind of like combine with one another at a certain point, and then like you know you don't know when one begins and ends once again here, but. Even then, like, everything I was hearing, like, was good. Even the vocals, I have to say, Ian Anderson, uh, on vocals here, with Ian his Ian Anderson, age, that's who it is, I yeah. can't remember his fucking name. On vocals, he's not bad. Like, for his age, I was actually pretty impressed that, like, he didn't... I mean, like, yes, he sounds, like, you know, a little bit older, of course, because he's, he's fucking old. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, it sounded good. Like, it was... It, it really fit the style that this album was going for with that whole folky prog rock style with the flute, you know? And, um, yeah, I just... I, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna go like back to it by any means, right? I'm not gonna be like putting this on album of the year or whatever. But like, nah, I, I gotta play this when we go disc golfing. Th- there you go. Yeah, there you go. We have to <laughs> skip around every time we go to the next hole. You know, <laughs> skip to the the sound of the flute. You know, that's how we do it. Um, but no, I also gave it a music corner seven here. It was hey. it, it, it was pretty. Pre- it was shockingly good. It was shockingly good for what it is. So even for me, a prog rock fan, it was shockingly good. Right there, you. <laughs> go yeah and like don't get me wrong i like my prog but like when it comes to when it comes to the bands from like you know the 60s 70s whatever making even 80s making albums now it gets a little derivative it gets a little repetitive it gets a little okay this is going on dicey it's a little (laughs) you know but like no this one i was like all right all right good good on you jethro toll good on you so yeah seven out of ten for that one Oh, uh, yeah. Moving along. We got a new album here from Ray Shremmerd. Sh- Sh- Shremmerd. There we go. Ray Shremmerd, I think is the like, oh, It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, did, I had no idea how to say it either. Uh, Shrem for Life. Uh, yes, this is the new album here from Ray Shremmerd. I... Uh, genuinely here i only added this because sebastian wanted to talk about it and unfortunately he's not here for it oh <laughs> is that why yes i damn <laughs> like i really would not have cared to talk about this album at all but like with that i mean we're here so here we go um it's hip-hop it's you know whatever uh the there's a couple songs I did actually enjoy in this one, though. Like, the first track, Origami, I didn't care for at all. It's just like, oh, it's going to be one of these fucking rap albums, huh? Where it's just kind of, like, generic. They don't really do much. It just is there. But then I found myself enjoying the next couple songs. Royal Flush, which features Young Thug, who actually, like, is a pretty damn good feature on this album and almost... Or on this song and, like, practically carries the rest of the song. And then uh, Mississippi Slide, I also really enjoyed as well. And then... We got to Not So Bad, Lean's Gone Cold, 
and uh, that was uh, that was almost a big turning point uh, when that song came on because uh, yeah, I uh, I don't really like that song <laughs> because there's the thing like they use um, okay wh- okay wait Trent you said the original one who's the original artist it's Dido is the original artist. Dido, yes. Yeah. Where it's like the whole like, no, T's gonna go, I'm wondering why. I actually don't know what that song is called. I can't remember what it is. Is it Window? It, mm, let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, it's funny. He's actually, a, or she's actually a featured artist on here. Um, one second here. It's, uh, Thank You is the name of the song. It's called Thank You. I never would have guessed Thank that. You. Never in a million years would have ever fucking guessed that. Um, yeah, I have to hear it at work all the time because they play the fucking 90s hits or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. This and It was an actual hit. That's true. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty big. And then they just put in an Eminem song and it's like, oh, it's the Eminem song. It's Stan. It's, it's yeah. Stan. For I anyone who doesn't know, who doesn't know Dido, it is the Stan chorus, you know, and they changed, going back to the song, Not So Bad, Lean's Gone Cold, they changed the lyrics around, you know, to uh, Lean's Gone Cold, you know, and then they also like added like uh, oh, I'm trying to like pull the lyrics here and everything, but like they added their own little rendition of it. They say, "My lean's gone cold. I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all. Three point five clouds up my window, and I can't see at all. And even if I could, it would all be gray. But these racks stack up too tall. It reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad at all. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice this. <laughs> They say the first line is uh, of the actual like verse. Fuck sitting on the windows. Been playing with the bands like uh, or no like Ditto. I thought it said Dido. Okay, that would have been actually fucking funny if they said like Dido. Uh, but no, I said like Ditto. I think yeah. Cause... It's D D I D O is how you spell Dido. Oh, then it is Dido. Wait, wait. It is Dido. Fuck okay. sitting. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, fuck sitting on the windows. Been playing with the bands like Dido. I don't smoke weed indoor by me by my lonely like a widow. Oh my god, yeah. So like that's that's what you're getting with that one. If you don't need to go any further. Um, after that point of the song of just that rough point of the album in general, uh, it's it's just bland. Everything else is just bland. It's there. It exists. There's a future feature on here that actually is very boring and doesn't really add anything to it. Unfortunately. Um, and yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. I gave it a music corner seven still because like the beats were fine and like it made everything more tolerable. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess this is also their first project, uh, from a four year hiatus, which in rap terms is a long time. That is a pretty, that's a while. Um, so yeah, this wasn't a really good comeback though. I gotta say, but Hey, it exists. It's out there. If you want to listen to it, go right ahead, but I'm not going back. I can't go back. <laughs> but Trent, take it away. Uh, I give it a 3 out of 10. Or, sorry, not, 4 out of 10. My bad. <laughs> oh, um, a point higher. <laughs> point higher. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just it just didn't hit. Uh, I, this is another one this week where I'm like, since Sebastian wanted to talk about it, I really want to know what Sebastian has to say. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's not good. I, I, I think not the not so bad. Lean's gone cold. Really killed the rest of the album. I'm gonna be real. Uh, if that song wasn't on there, I probably would have been like, yeah, okay, this is a pretty decent hip hop album. But other than that, it, it just, oh, I, I can't get behind it. Uh, 
Origami as an opening track, not really the best. Honestly, I think if you would have switched out Royal Flush and Origami for each other, because I mean, you get that Young Thug feature like right off the rip, like all right, cool, no problem. Would have been would have been pretty okay. Um, I forgot that future was on here on the song Activate. I did too um, until I looked up the like track list again. I'm like, oh, he's yeah. on here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's also just like for a hip hop album, it almost being 50 minutes, it really just started to blend, uh, which also killed it. It's just, I don't know. I think albums like this give me like 35 minutes or less and I'm, I'm good. And like anything more than that, it's, it's just going to sound like the same stuff. So oh, that, yeah. you better never listen to a fucking young boy never broke again album because holy fucking shit that guy will make albums that are an hour and 25 minutes with like 24 bro dream theater don't even do it but dream yeah if dream theater's not doing it you you need to cut it down you need to cut (laughs) it out (laughs) i mean i'm probably wrong but no i i I, I, still though i hear you um oh yeah so, but yeah, uh, I will say though, Sebastian actually like because like I asked him in the group chat uh, when he said he couldn't make it, I just said like you know your thoughts for the week. And for Ray, he said uh, Ray was pathetic to say the least, considering they were kind of cutting edge back in high school. Three out of ten. So like, there you go, there you have it from Sebastian. That's the very cut and dry, you know, one sentence statement on this album from him. So shout out Sebastian. There you go. Your rating is out there. <laughs> um, but all right, we got one. F- final album of the day here uh, and that is uh the new tiesto album drive trent take it away uh this is the one i gave it three out of ten. Oh wow um, i didn't realize it was that low holy shit it was that low mostly because of the fact that all these songs came out at within at the least, past three years within the past three yeah years. within the past three years and i'm like i i cannot get behind the fact that you release songs for three years and then put them into an album like, is it just to gain popularity? Like, what is it for? Damn, I don't understand. I, is he a fucking Disney character? Because this shit goofy. That's all this shit goofy. <laughs> yeah, like, 1035 Lilo, the motto, um, business, like, these all came out years ago. Business was what? It came out in 2020? Uh, yeah, I think that was the one. Yeah, that was the one that came out in September yeah. 2020. It has over a billion plays. And I'm like, yeah, because I hear it on, like, every fucking YouTube video. Like ever in the past three years, ever since that fucking song came out, I'm like, I can't, I can't stand the song. And I was like, well, I was always with, with like songs that are clips in like YouTube videos or whatever. People use them in background of like TikToks or shorts. I always want to know what the songs are. So I'm like, okay, what, what is the rest of the song like, you know, with the exception of these 30 seconds that I'm listening to? And this one, I always wondered what the fucking song was. And then I got to it and I was like, oh my God. It's this song. Uh, but also the fact that it is, you know, electronic and most of, if not, I think actually all of these, like, it's just the same song twice. And he just, like, copied and pasted it to make it a little bit longer. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, there's some pretty, pretty cool people on here. You know, Black Eyed Peas, Charlie. That was the one song I... I decently enjoyed was uh hot in it with charlie oh yeah uh even though i heard it before uh i mean had boogie you know though actually pump it louder with black eyed peas um i don't know when that one came out 
I'm going to say it came out a while ago, considering it has 44 million plays, and I probably heard it last year if it came out. Oh, um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. October 7th, 2022. Yep. There it is. It's funny how I could have guessed. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, honestly, it, it's just not not it. I've I've heard better electronic albums. Yep, that's it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you said it was three out of ten. Yep, yeah. three out of ten. And honestly, and, and my, if if we get nothing worse than this, I mean, it's it's sitting up there on the top ten list. Oh, for worse, damn. damn. For worse, damn. I, I get it though. Yeah, I do get it because yeah, looking here, um, there are a total of. Well, well, okay, well, I'll say this. Yeah, actually, it is half the album. There are six songs here of the twelve that came out either in 2022 or before, you know, in 2020. Uh, only two came out this year, which was Lay Low and All Nighter, uh, which that's at that point, that's fine, because it's like, you know, it's leading up to the album release and go ahead, whatever, do what you got to do. Um, but, man, this was a very generic electronic album, and, like, that's disappointing because, like, it does, like you said, have a lot of really good features on here and decent songs as well. Like I said um, before we started recording, I really enjoyed All Nighter, the opening track to the album. Mm. Uh, the motto even following that up was really solid to hear Ava Max. With Ava Max. And, like, you know, the lyrics aren't anything to, like, you know, create the praise over, but it's definitely, like, you know, just, like, a fun little anthem of, um... You know, just going to the club and dancing and drinking, popping champagne and like, you know, got those champagne bottles, you know, like it was going off on that shit. Um, and then when we get to the, uh, oh, what was it the 1035 with uh, Tay McRae on there? I fucking hate Tate McRae based on what I've heard from her. And I believe she came out with an album. Was it this year or last year? Uh, it was 2022. It was last year. We didn't we didn't cover it at all. It's called uh, I Used to Think I Could Fly. Um, oh, I didn't realize it was her debut album. Well, it's a it's a shitty debut album. I'm just gonna. Add. <laughs> oh my! It is. It, it's so fucking ugh. Like it's not obviously not the worst thing ever, but like it's her voice that ruins it. She doesn't have a good voice at all, and like she's always on these like dancey pop kind of shit. And I'm like, man, this ain't it. She needs to change up something because. Holy fucking shit, I hate this. Um, and then the only other track that I actually really liked on here was actually Hot In It, which, if you recall, that's what my song of the year was last year, you know, because that came in 2022. Oh my god, that's... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was my song of the year in 2022. So I was just like, oh, okay. well, I expected it to kind of like be on this album considering that like you know tiesto hadn't come out with the album yet i'm like okay this is gonna be the case of like oh the song's coming out this year but the next year the album will be on it's gonna be on there i didn't realize it was gonna be like half the album though that's why i was like oh okay okay so this is what we're doing here because i think i've heard the business before I'm, I'm definitely sure i have but like at the moment i just really can't think of what that sounds like um so oh well um but yeah, other than that, you know, the Black Eyed Peas song really didn't do anything for me. There was Don't Be Shy with Carol G that didn't do anything for me. Uh, Chills, L.A. Hills with Boogie With A Hoodie was not... It, I wasn't even moved by any of that. Um, everything else just sounded like it was just fine. It was. I feel like it would sound better in the club, don't get me wrong, or like at some kind of rave. But on just an album listening to it here, I can only just be grateful that this is only 31 minutes and it's not any longer because any longer. And I would have been bored out of my fucking mind if that was the direction that this album was going to keep heading into. So 
Glad it ended when it did. It's a 7 out of 10 for me still. Just very average, very bland. It's not anything to return to, but definitely check out Hot Knit at the very least because that song slaps easily the best song on the album, in my opinion. Easily. But that's only <laughs> obviously, though, because that's the song of the year last year. So, like, come mm. on. But, um, yeah, nothing else to it. But all right, there you go with the new week. Before we get on to here, though, we got a little album of recommendies. Uh, Trent, do you want to start it off here? Oh, you know, you know what really sucks, and I've already talked about this album before, and I was going to use it. I'll just do it again. But just do it. Just do it. Okay, well, because I've listened to it probably ten times in the last week. Uh, it's an EP. Oh. Came out two years ago. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> I know what this is. Yeah. It's Tearing a Fabric of Life by Knock Loose. <laughs> because I just realized that uh, last year they put the videos uh, on YouTube. Oh, the videos were out uh, when the EP dropped. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never watched the videos until this past week. And man, does it, it just brings out so much. It is, it is so good. So good. It is all these like Knock Loose is probably going to be on my Spotify rap this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if like you're listening to it as much as like you said, listening to it that much. Yeah. The the weirdest thing is like I so I work third shift, right? Um, and uh, my our lunch is at two in the morning. So like if I go to like get go or something or sheets to grab like lunch, and I have this on, and because I work in the parkway, I got to go through like these woods and stuff. Oh, it is the eeriest shit putting this on. Oh, I'm sure. Like going through the woods, where like divides the holler. Like, yeah, it's it's so fuck. I honestly, I almost cried the other day because I was listening to comments, or I was like, and like they are just they're they're like I don't want to say horrible, but like just depressing. Of people like talking about like their loved ones and stuff, and like how this album like really made them through like get through it. The worst one was this this mother was commenting. She's like, "Yeah, Knock Loose was my son's favorite band. He got into an accident, uh, oh, like like right after the album came out. Like this album has really helped her like get through all that that trauma and stuff." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" You know, it's but yeah, it fuck man, everything is so good in this in this EP. It really is. Hell it's yeah. a it's hundred percent a banger. I'm really happy I, I bought it on vinyl, uh, and also the videos feature the God knows, uh, God only knows, uh, little snippet, which is a phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah, the vinyl. That's right, because I remember the vinyl they... and the videos too. It, it yeah. doesn't include it on the the uh, on Spotify. Yeah, it's copyright. It is copyright. Shit. Yeah, it's so annoying. But like that that actually like really made it even like more eerie. I would say. It does, because it fucking, like, starts, like, glitching or, like, looping. And then it lowers, like, (laughs) it's so cool. So good. So good. Banger of an EP. I definitely, I I also suggest checking that one out, too. Um, But for my recommendation today, uh, a complete opposite direction here. Um, I'm going to do a little New Order, right? I'm going to do a little Brotherhood by New Order, the album that... uh, that was like their big changing point here in their career when they decided to, uh, I guess, embrace more of that uh, synth pop style with the post punk shit, like kind of sprinkled throughout. But like, yeah, that is on the very opposite end of the spectrum. It really is. <laughs> but like, it is honestly really fucking good. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I, well, actually, I do know why. I, I always think to myself that I'm not going to enjoy anything like that. Um, 
because I mean I do like a New Order album. I love uh, the one, the uh, Power, Corruption, and Lies. That's also like the post punk one. But it's always like walking on thin ice when I'm trying to find an '80s post punk synth pop album solely because like. Like, for example, the biggest one for me was uh, The Smiths, The Queen is Dead. I love that song on the album, and that's the first track of it, of course. The rest of the album I really don't like because it's just, it's so slow to me. And it just, I, I feel like to kick off an album with that level of energy and then to just have it never get back up there at all in the slightest and honestly completely lower than what i expected really ruined my expectations of the album um so like i always feel like for bands like that in the 80s that were like big with post-punk and all that it's gonna kind of be that case so like I always like tread lightly when it comes to that style of music and bands. But this one is like, you know, this one's a big exception at least because like now this is the second album I like by them and it's just like a really fucking good album, you know, with like, you know, all those like beepity boopity synth moments here and like, you know, there's those like uh, guitar leads that have that very like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like dream pop fee, like post punk kind of thing, but like it's a really big style, like where it's like like that sound kind of thing, you know? Um, it's just oh, I, I love that style so much, and I'm glad like that I could find an album from that time that really uh, captures that style too, without the production ruining it, because that also comes to a fact for me that like the production will ruin the album because of just how shitty it sounds, even if like there is a remaster or something. It's like, nah, you can't fully cover it up sometimes, but no, this one, this is actually really well produced. Um, songs like Paradise, Weirdo, Angel Dust, and Way of Life are some of my favorites on here. Um, I think there's only one song I truly didn't like at all, and I want to say that it was uh, as it is when it was, because that one was like a really slow one, and I was really scared because that was like the third song. I'm like, is this going to be the rest of the fucking album? Because I'm going to be really upset if it is, but thankfully it wasn't, and everything kind of like went back more into like the high energy, uh, high-ish energy synth pop post-punk style. So yes, Brotherhood. But all right, that is going to do it for this episode. Trent, thank you for joining. Yee. Sebastian Spirit, thanks for being here. And, <laughs> and yeah, this has been a music corner of Rissade Awaits, and we are.